consider the statement, I can be good without God. This is simply an affirmation that religious people do not hold a monopoly on good behaviour. This statement was printed on a recent poster campaign organised by the Freedom From Religion Foundation, an organisation intended to preserve the separation of church and state in America. The adverts featured photos of local members of the foundation alongside simple statements, such as the one I just read. I spoke with Annie Laurie Gaylor, co-president of the Freedom From Religion Foundation, and I began by asking her to explain how a church in Ohio almost managed to censor her foundation's ad campaign. We had put up seven of our out-of-the-closet billboards, and one of our students, Dylan Gallos, had come up with I Can Be Good Without God, and so he was featured on one of our billboards. And just by coincidence, it happened to be a billboard that was, it wasn't right in front of a church, but it was in the back of their parking lot facing the street. And so then the church got its nose out of joint because it owned the billboard and complained to the billboard company, and they decided to move it. And when they moved it to a second business, the business owner complained, and poor Dylan's billboard got moved three times, but we got a lot of publicity out of it. This particular church found your advert offensive, but there's really nothing offensive about mentioning that non-religious people can be as good as religious people. Why do you think this advert caused so much offence to the good people of Christ Cathedral Church? Well, for one thing, one of them told the media, well, if you can be good without God, then you don't need God. And, <sighs> of course, from their point of view, then that, that was blasphemous and scandalous. So this was a very fundamentalist church, and they also uh, tried to say that, gee, we must have been intending to go after black believers because the church is primarily black and Dylan is a minority. He's half black, half white. So they accused you of a kind of racism. It's perfectly ridiculous and nobody, it was a sort of a random placement. First of all, there are many black Americans who are not religious. 10% of black Americans are not religious, which is just a little bit lower than the national average of 15 to 16% non-religious. But a lot of people don't realize that. So the church complained to the advertising agency and you had to move your sign and you had to move your sign again once the other local business complained. You got a lot of free publicity, but that really wasn't the end of the story. No. <laughs> uh, I had wondered how could this church have been leasing property to a billboard company and I asked uh, one of our staff attorneys to look at the tax rolls and he, Patrick, and some of our interns looked and found that they were uh, vouching to the city of Columbus that they did not have taxable property, that they weren't using it for commercial purposes. So we turned them in. And from now on, they're going to have to pay taxes on that parcel of land. For the most part, American churches can conduct their business tax-free. But in this case, they really overstepped the mark, didn't they? Is this yet another example of a religious organization seeking privileges that they would happily deny to others? Absolutely. If you are a church in this country, you are granted automatic tax exemption, provided that you are supposedly having meetings once a week somewhere. You have a congregation. Uh, the IRS does not require any, any documentation. You don't have to file any papers. It's just a given. If you call yourself a church, then you are 
tax-free. Your property, any property you own for the church purposes is not taxable. But if they own commercial property, they are supposed to be paying taxes on it. So what this Columbus Church was doing was making money off a commercial enterprise and not declaring it to the city and not paying its fair share of taxes. And starting next year, they will have to do that for the year 2011. And they also had to pay back taxes, didn't they? Actually, no. They did not have to. That's something to do with the way that the city of Columbus runs things. They did not have to pay back taxes, which I think is a pity. They didn't have any penalty, really, except that they had to start paying taxes for this little parcel of land. They got off pretty light for something that any other organization would be utterly destroyed for doing. But you had a very bizarre response from the Christian Post, a national Christian newspaper who complained that the FFRF was an out-of-state organization that had no legal standing to bring claims against the Ohio church. Are you, as they claimed, gloating over an act of petty revenge as... No, we're not gloating at all. We think that it was very rude and discourteous of this church to censor our billboard. And our question about this is, can this Columbus church be good with God? Because they were taking an oath and saying, we are using our property only for church ventures, and that was not true. And then we found out that the property they owned across the street was also off the tax rolls, and they were renting for commercial enterprises, and that is a significant amount of property tax that they will now owe in the future. The Bible says that you should render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. And that's all we're asking the Columbus Church to do. And obviously they have a quibble with their own Bible. One church which you happen to check on, on really a random suggestion, turned out to have two properties on which they had been withholding tax. Do you think you may have just hit upon the very tip of an enormous iceberg of religious tax evasion in America? Yes, you are absolutely right. This is what the question we are asking ourselves. And we don't really have time to go around policing all the churches. This is, there's, some, there's practically a church on every other corner uh, that is tax-free in this country. It's cheating the normal tax-paying American. We all pay more taxes because the churches are not paying their share, and yet they often get better services, more police protection, they get the fire department protection, sometimes they're not even paying for their water and sewer bills. We're letting the churches get off scot-free, so to say, um, without paying any taxes at all, and I think that we need to be investigating, um, we need to be looking at it more closely, and this is probably just the tip of the iceberg. Had it not been for their attempt to censor the Freedom From Religion Foundation's campaign, this particular church's tax evasion might never have been discovered. There's a satisfying irony in that. However, it is sobering to consider the possible extent to which religious organisations might be evading their duty to pay their fair share of tax. This is Salim Fadli for The Pod Delusion.